You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined once again and always by my co-host, Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Excited to get this recording. We've been talking for like 30, good... 36, 30, 38, and 38, and 39 seconds counting. Yeah, and we realized we should probably just hit record. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm multitasking, watching the, the last bit of this. Uh, I guess this is AFC game. Maybe it's NFC. I don't, it's, it's got to be AFC. Uh, anyway, I'm watching that game as we talk. Uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, watched my best friend get married on Friday. Uh, he's in fucking Hawaii right now, uh, living Oof. the living the white tourist life. Uh, but I'm just good. Pronouncing all those indigenous names. Oh, absolutely. So I'm big chilling. Big chilling. Just another Sunday. I got a next this week starts the busiest month since COVID for my department. So uh, I'm just taking in this last little bit of time of calm. And um, that's it, man. Just just hanging out. Have sucks right. still. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> oh, well, we were talking earlier um, about what we we're going to discuss, kind of talking about what's going on in our lives. Would you like to start off with how do you want to talk about? our lives a little bit then we can move into the hockey there's not a lot to talk about hockey wise so yeah sure i mean you got some big news uh like the reason why we recorded like two hours later i mean yeah oh yeah so we were supposed to record at 1 p.m today and we're sitting here at 5 55 because i got a call and i signed my very first lease today with a couple of my buddies so i got a may to may lease starting and i put down the deposit which was let me tell you adulting is kicking me in the ass sometimes but <laughs> we get through it because this whole little debacle but yeah no I'm, I'm i'm pretty excited i'm not gonna lie we we got five of us got a place up uh, up near byward so i'm pretty excited to uh you know kind of get through the rest of my res life and then move in in may hell yeah buddy are y'all taking the um the Russian kid with y'all? <laughs> no, uh, Ukrainian. No, he's he's chilling. We're we we're we're uh, we're friends, but we don't really hang out. But yeah, I can actually hear I can actually hear him yelling in Ukrainian. Or yeah, I heard Russian him in the right background now. for a little bit. It was adorable. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we we went up to go see this place though. We went up on Friday. And for those of you who are living in the Ottawa region or even Canada, you probably know um, <laughs> there was a convoy that had just entered town. So <laughs> I had to send a friend. I was supposed to get there at 
uh, I think it was 3.30 and about 3.25, we're still on the, on the, uh, the 17. So I had to text or uh, email the landlord and be like, oh man, like the truckers. And then uh, we get there at like 3.35. I'm like, oh man, we're late. Like, this is going to be awful. I'm like, oh, sorry, we're late. And he goes, <laughs> I knew, I knew I was going to like this place. This guy, the second he gets out, he goes, oh no, don't worry about it. I was stuck too. He's like, fucking truckers right <laughs> i was laughing so it was funny yeah but yeah they, they rolled into ottawa and the roads have been a little bit of a pain in the ass but other than that i haven't been too affected by it yeah i figured i'd figured um he would probably i mean i figured he wants people to move into this fucking place i don't think he's gonna be upset that y'all got fucked over by the south park truckers uh that are just upset you know carhartt is is being shamed everywhere and they they got to get vaccinated to drive a, a cdl licensed vehicle um but no dude i saw the pictures uh I'll, i love this like some of them are just drywall some walls are all wood panels some couple <laughs> walls are just fucking straight brick i fucking love it dude this this place is all <laughs> over the place look there's a bar and that's all I, I, my eyes lit up the second I saw that. And I think I was sold there. So, <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's a, that's a perfect fucking college, uh, little apartment for y'all to, to rest, to rest in. Um, very proud of y'all though, man. Uh, I never, I didn't have to worry about, uh, moving anywhere. Uh, cause I lived so close. It was in the same parish, uh, as my school, but, as we talked about previously, you know, we had the trap house where basically my friends are doing what y'all are doing. Like four of them got in and got a, got a house and uh, turned this place into a shithole. I don't think y'all are going to do that. Um, but when I say that some of the funnest nights was going to that said house because it, it just became like the clubhouse of like the <laughs> entire friend, friend group. Uh, but be just, just from an older not as wise person, but uh, make sure you go to school because you'll end up fucking dicking around and playing games. Um, we would, we would, I think it was like Mortal Kombat 10 came out or some shit. Um, and we weren't going to school because we were playing tournaments of that and uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z fucking uh, something blast. Uh, and we would just, getting high as fuck and drinking and, and just doing rounds and rounds of fucking tournament style play with like a dry erase board with our names on it and fucking a bracket challenge basically. Uh, and just not doing dick. Uh, but yeah, just keep, keep your school in order, but you know, you can have fun after you get back. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that actually, uh, there's two rooms in the basement and three upstairs and we have one, one chick with us, my friend, my best friend, Maddie, and one of the bigger rooms is downstairs. And so we were like, okay, you know what? Whatever. You have to put up with four guys. You, get you the can have the room. big room. Yeah, yeah, you get the big room. Girls need their space, right? I always, always looked at it like this. Like my friends always said, whoever's name is getting put on a lease gets first pick because they're the one whose credit's going to get fucked up the most if we destroy this place. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's another, there's another basement room. It's like you got to walk through 
the uh, laundry room and then you go into the space room. It's kind of isolated. And I, I took that one because, you know, I'm going to be in taking nursing next year. So I'm going to need a little quiet. Yeah, absolutely. Quiet little study place. But <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure I'll come out in the middle of the night a couple nights to my see my buddies fucking high as hell doing laundry at some time at some point in my life. Soon, laundry. Well, wait till you guys. Uh, there's just going to be one chair adopted per person. That's going to be the laundry chair. And that just it's just going to be. The, the the seat of the chair is going to be the clean clothes. The back of the chair is going to be clothes that are that were worn but not worn enough to be considered dirty. <laughs> so they're up there. Dude, it's it's gonna be a fun experience for you. <laughs> I mean, I'm already I'm already doing that by myself right now. I haven't done laundry in like two weeks, and I my I've got nothing left. Like my rack's completely empty. I'm wearing shorts today. I just can't be bothered, but can't be bothered uh but man no i'm super i'm super happy for y'all dude um thank god i didn't have to pay rent or anything like that but it was just very cool that my friends had a flat like that and i mean i ended up sleeping there all the fucking time you know what i'm saying but it was it was like a block away from my fucking house but (laughs) it's just really fun when you're able to do that with your friends It, it makes um it makes it that much better like you're the college career, I guess you could call it. Um, it was fantastic. Um, oh, for sure. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to kind of get my life, get my life started really, you know, res was the first step. This will be the second. So I'm certainly looking forward to that. I got to say I had the biggest amount of stress until we got that deposit in like, the whole time it's so competitive everywhere especially in the city housing right now so we i was so stressed and then we finally we all signed the lease and we got to send the deposit over with uh you guys don't have e-transfer in the u.s do you kind of uh it's just not it's yeah. it, it's considered that but yeah it's cash, it's app. <laughs> cash app venmo uh, i'm sure there's like two other ones are there transaction limits on cash app Maybe I've never really had to do anything like that. So okay, I'm not so sure, but I'm sure there e- is, you know. Since e-transfer is simple, you just go on your bank account, right, in Canada, and you can transfer it directly, like through the, the bank app. Like for me, it's the TD app. I can transfer it to any any other bank, any other person that has e-transfer, whatever bank they're with, right? And yeah. uh, I don't know if you can hear Dennis yelling in, in Russian. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um so it's not love because yeah because it's run through the banks it's a security measure you can only send so much money a day right okay so i sent we all sent our money to my friend abe and he was gonna send the money to this guy because he basically said give me the deposit it's yours like yeah, so you want to get the deposit in as fast as you can. That way there's no backtracking or, oh, something happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to claim that shit fast. And then one of my other buddies, uh, <laughs> we're, we're sitting, me and Avery sitting in my room. We're like, I'm like, has Alex like sent you the money yet? He's like, no, no. So we're like, Alex, get over here. Half an hour later, he eventually gets over. He's like, I did send the money. We've got nothing. Like, no 
anything. It's usually instant. So we're freaking out. He tries to get his mom to send the money to Abe. That doesn't work. So eventually, <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, Abe, I'll send you the $600. I'm like, Alex, the second we're done, we're going to an ATM and you're getting me $600, right? <laughs> well, I send the money to Abe. As I send the money to Abe, <laughs> Alex's fucking transaction an hour later somehow processes. We're like, holy shit. So then Abe tries to send the money to uh, the landlord. And his limit, <laughs> his fucking daily limit is less than $3,000, which is what the deposit was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we're like, so he can't send it all. And it's, it's fucking Sunday. So we're trying oh, to no. can't call the bank on Sunday. You're just getting a robot. So he's trying to fix, figure out what he can do with his account. And then we're like, okay, well, because I uh, my limit's higher. I'm like, well, I can maybe send it on mine. And I realize I've sent so much money today that I, I can't send the whole amount now either because I've been sending money to Abe. I've already sent him $1,200. Like, <laughs> Fuck, what are we going to do, Abe? Abe calls his dad. His dad's like, yeah, I'll, I'll send all, because it's a joint account, I'll send the money over. We're like, oh, thank God. He texts Abe, he goes, yeah, sorry, I can only send 2000 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So we're calling people because Abe can't send any more money because he's had money taken out of his account. I can't send any. Alex's e-transfer is just fucked. Our other buddy, Kenny, Oh, yeah, I didn't mention I'm living with Kenny. Oh, sick. Finally, we can get Kenny on the pod. Yes, sir. Kenny, he's, I don't know, who knows where. He gave us his money, signed the lease, and he bounced. He's fucking he AWOL. No one knows what's going on. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, tra- we're freaking out. And eventually, I just like, I'm like, okay, like, I'll just send him an email. I'm like, he's probably like, landlords usually aren't that flexible, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, we can only send you blah, blah, blah. It's Sunday. Can we send the rest tomorrow? And we're all free. Like, I'm like sweat. And I'm like, oh, God, are we going to like lose this place? He just sends back. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but see, <laughs> oh, see, you're dealing with like a college town landlord, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's used to like this type of shit. You know, like some dude's going to roll up with a fucking a check. One dude's going to e-transfer. The other dude's got uh, an envelope with fucking money and coins in it. You know, like you say that, but my sister had actually last week, we're both in Ottawa. She agreed to a, uh, like a term agreed, like how much basically everything in there, everything was verbally agreed to. He was sending the lease over. And they, it was like late at night. So they were like, okay, we'll send the deposit tomorrow morning. And they went to send the deposit and he rejected it and said, no, someone sent it first. <laughs> oh yeah. So I was like, I was worried. I so, can un- yeah. yeah. I can understand where you're coming from, but like, as far as like, once you sign it, like they, they're used to kids trying to get their lives together. Like they just know, yeah. like, yeah, some, some guys are like, look, I don't give a fuck if I told you, yes, if you don't get it to me before said person, it's like fucking eBay, you know, like you got it outbid. It happens, you know, uh, it's unfortunate, but you just also, 
you're it's like both sides of the spectrums, I guess I could say. Right. You know, like one dude's got, you know, one's the more considerate. Yeah. I understand you fucking college kids just trying to make it work. And then the other one's like, I don't give a fuck if they don't sign a lease. I got to, you know, another 400 kids that are trying to get in this place. So yeah, whoever gets me my money first, you know, it's nice to have, I'm sure I'll get to know my landlord more in the coming, but to have a kind of human aspect, right? <laughs> like, listen, I, I told you, I've had you sign the lease. I've told you guys, it's fine. Get it to me <laughs> tomorrow. Right. Like it's nice to have at least a, like a little bit of, I understand and have that human element. So, but like you said, other people it's, you're like, I like the eBay analogy. They don't care. It's a, you know, mm-hmm. dog eat dog world. They don't give a shit. So it was so, nice that we, we had someone a little more understanding. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I'm just going to say this. Fucking uh, the Bengals defense just intercepted Kansas City. It's in overtime, and all they got to do is get a field goal. And they're in the middle of the field right now to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Let's go, Joe. Fucking nuts game. Joe Shiesty, baby. Uh, but, yeah, no, dude, super congrats to you. Uh, have fun. You need to document your time, not to show people, but like I, I promise you, you're gonna look back and be like, "This was probably one of the funnest parts of my life was having <laughs> a house with all of my friends in it." You know, um, you got you got to take it from an old head. You got to take advantage of it and get pictures and shit because your memory is gonna be good, but it's not gonna be as good as a photo. You know, so it's funny uh, you mentioned that. And everyone's got a camera on them at 24 seven now. Yeah. And no one uses it. And yeah. Like and I have influences. so many less photos than my parents do. Mm-hmm. My parents went to a, uh, like a, not like a get together. They, they still hang out with all their friends from high school. It's hilarious. And That's I sad. don't, I don't mean like 10 or 12 of them, like 30 of them. Yeah. Like, like the yeah. entire class. Like, <laughs> yeah, the whole squad. And the amount of photos that they had and like photos of like my parents friends who I didn't even know that like mm-hmm. or sorry my friends parents who I didn't even know my parent my parents knew like I got this one buddy named Jackson he's the quietest guy I've ever met right and my parents are going through their photo album and I pull out a photo of this guy like shirtless with two beers in his hands and I, like bottle caps in his eyes i'm like who the hell is this and he goes oh that's jackson cameron's dad it was fucking hilarious but yeah it's it's funny uh <laughs> how people don't really have as many photos even though it's really accessible now yeah uh and you know what it is because everybody's on their fucking phone playing on like social media and shit you know like yeah it's true it's fucking nuts and i swear the only reason we have photos of like my college days and shit is because there was a fucking girl, you know, a girl who was like a, uh, an Instagram, you know, influencer or whatever was there and just fucking documented the shit basically, you know, to show how cool of a night she was having to her fans. And it's <laughs> the only reason why we have shit like that, you know, or, um, you know, uh, a couple of my friends were in a, you know, successful band, um, they had made it so every time there was a fucking party, they had people over there. So there was pictures taken and shit like that constantly, um, you know. But like, 
nowadays, like the other day, I was like, I told my wife, I was like, make sure that we we take pictures at this wedding. We don't really have pictures at my cousin's wedding. And that's that's dumb. Well, I mean, mainly I didn't pull my phone out. But like, you know, when you're in the moment, you don't think about it. But sometimes I feel like, like you don't think of your 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 phone as a camera, though. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I want to start. We're the same way in high school. One of my girlfriend's friends used to bring like a Canon camera everywhere. Yeah. And we'd actually, because there was a camera there, we'd take photos. And it wasn't like mm-hmm. it disrupted the flow of the hangout. It's like you see a camera and everyone's like, oh, yeah, let's get a photo. And, but no, yeah, I'll tell you one right, thing. The, the phone I, is like obsolete to like someone pulling out a fucking Nikon or some shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I will tell you one thing. I am not going to need a photograph to remember that Trevor Zegris annihilation <laughs> of Samuel Montembeau. Oh my God. We have to talk about that. No, absolutely. Uh, uh, I th- was it you, you sent me a vi- No, I think it was my cousin sent me a video and it was like someone like screaming bloody murder. And it was like, uh, Oh my God. Why am I going to blank on his name? Fucking Columbus's old coach. Why, I, I'm only, I'm only, Forgetting his name because like I'm like watching this game and then looking at my computer screen at the same time. But fucking uh, what's his name? That hard ass coach that that fucking hated on Zegers' first one. He didn't hate on it, but he said it was kind of bad. Tortorella, Tortorella, yeah, Torts. Uh, it was like someone had like pasted his name over like the person screaming, and it was like Torts knowing he's gonna have to cover another Zegers, uh, <laughs> another Zegers Michigan style goal. Um. It made me laugh, but no, dude, um, two goals for him that night. Second one was dirty too. Uh, it was a bit far away also. It was like almost, it was pretty close to the blue line. That kid's special. I mean, I don't, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if he does win, um, the Calder just because of how flashy he is. They might, they might give him a bit more of a bonus. I in, think in he that has regard. to be the front runner now. I think Lucas Raymond was running away with it mm-hmm. to start the year. Um, he's trust me. I got him in fantasy. He slowed down a little bit. Yeah. So did more um, cider, but I mean, I still, I still think they gotta be up there and I and think no one's go ahead. I'm sorry. No, sorry. No, no, no I was going to say uh, that Anton, uh, what's his last name? Lundell. I think it is for Florida. No one's talking about him either. Oh, he's uh, been phenomenal too. I just think quietly, yeah, definitely no, quietly. No um, one's talking about any other rookie really, other than Trevor Zegras every night. I mean, expecting say him to what do you something. want about Trevor Zegras. I think Lucas Raymond has is it almost a point a game this season? He's mm-hmm. got 35, 35 and forty five. Zegras is. 32 and 41 but what's really impressive for me is that Mo Sider has 29 and 45 and he's only got a 4.4 shooting percentage the guy puts up points he racks them up and he's been he's solid defensively too I think he's got a great swagger and if I really had to choose my own personal pick not who I think is in the lead my pick right now would be Mo Sider for the Calder. Mm-hmm. I but, like it because yeah. it, he's a defenseman at a young age doing it. I mean, he's he's no Kale McCarr, but it's it's a little bit unexpected, especially 
with Detroit. And I mean, the other night he punched the fuck out of Sidney Crosby. So like, they, you know, people were like <laughs> talking that shit up too. Uh, holy shit. They just, they just won. Look at that. Joe Burrow's going to fucking super, super bowl. Uh, Is he now? Yeah. They just fucking won it. Let's go. <laughs> It'll be a fresh super bowl. I love that shit. I love when like a championship game is like two teams uh, that weren't in it the previous five fucking years. Um, well, you know who else Who else is a great uh, rookie this year? Who? Rem Pitlick. 16, <laughs> Absolutely. 16 points in 28 games, eight goals, eight assists. He's been fire. Absolute dynamite. And since coming over to the Habs, he's got great chemistry with Josh Anderson and Jake Evans, who, by the way, poor Jake Evans, man. Every time that guy scores a highlight reel goal, someone else does something better. And he got two of them mm-hmm. against Anaheim. The first one where he was falling was phenomenal. And then that one where he just. He just oh. slipped and walked it around uh, uh, Hampus Lindholm. And whoever. And who was in uh, It starts with an S. I, I, um, Stellaris. Yeah. Stellaris. Stellaris. Yeah. And um, yeah, just shelved it. Like that was it was beautiful. Nice goal. Honestly, and... I'd be very upset if they take away Pitlick from Jake Evans. I think that is like there's too much like chemistry, instant chemistry, like instant oats chemistry. Like these motherfuckers, they just throw them together and it just works. Like you can't touch that, you know. Um no, no, you can't. Because, I and mean, I Pit, Pitlick is the reason for, for both of those tremendous fucking goals. Pitlick's got – I think he's got eight points in seven games as a hab right now. Look it up right now. He's, he's yeah, he, dynamite. He has eight points. Um, yeah, his last five games he's got he's got a goal and two assists. Uh, but just this season, uh, eight goals, eight assists for 16 points. Let me see what it is with just the halves, though. Um, Two goals, three assists for five points right now. Is it only that? Mm-hmm. I swear, I swear it was more. Maybe it just feels like it might more, be. But... No, well, it might be more, but they might be counting like his entire season, including okay. the Minnesota stuff. Um, Regardless, you know, I don't know. Maybe I actually, I think, I think it's fucked up. I think, I think it's messed up because even if it is counting the Minnesota shit. He's also he's he had eleven points in Minnesota before before they dropped him. He had six goals, five assists. So there's there's got to be a mistake in there somewhere. But um, the kid's having a phenomenal um, year at that uh, to go from one one of the best teams in the league, high scoring, and is still finding it and making it work on a team that's really uh, bottom of the barrel this year. Um, if if you could take anything from that, you it's got to you know really show how talented this kid is. He's got an eye for the game no matter where he's at. Oh, most definitely. And to even add on to that, I think that game against Anaheim, I was texting my buddy Rye. I was like, this is fucking brutal. Right? Like, <laughs> this sucks. And then that lacrosse goal made it 4-1. Montreal played a good game, though. They really did. There was some. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna blame Montembeau for getting Michigan, 
the league is very susceptible to it. I think the league's going to change here. I think after a few more of those goals go in and it becomes more commonplace, you're going to see teams um, chasing guys behind the, behind the net to prevent that because right now teams don't chase because there's no threat behind the net. That's going to change. Yeah. But until that changes, it's not Montebo's fault. It's really not. It was a bad night. That was a bad night for every Habs goalie. And other than if it wasn't for that, if we could have had a few more saves, I, I really do think that the Habs could have won that game very easily. Like they were, they were they in it. They were actually fucking scoring. Like, yeah, I think they outplayed Anaheim. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, Edmonton, on the other hand, not so much. <laughs> well, before before we get to that, we're leaving out. Lekkonen with a nasty fucking top shelf on a power play goal. Lekkonen's been on fire lately. And that that's going to hurt a lot of people because it's like, fuck, he's producing. He's finding it. You know, uh, he's being talked about in the media, but it's being talked about as possible rumors of being moved. And this is only making it, you know, everyone else who's who's thinking about it and more excited, you know, like a possibility of – um you know, wanting to pick him up and it's, it's tough, but uh beautiful goal no, I for, think for him. Our Terry Lekkonen's trade value has been incredibly yeah, it's increased. Going up constantly. And I don't even think the Habs are in a position they need to trade him, but if they do, like you're going to get a haul for Lekkonen. We talked about that last episode, mm-hmm. but uh before we go on to that Edmonton game, I just want to talk Josh Allen going in, for those of you who don't remember what happened to the Bills, overtime, painful, stupid NFL rules. Broke my fucking Point heart. flip decides who got the ball. Corey, you watched that game, didn't you? I watched that game entire and like in its entirety. It was amazing. Who, whoever got the ball first in overtime was winning that game. Mm-hmm. And obviously the Bills didn't get the ball first, but <laughs> Josh Allen just tweeted out, pain. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because guess what? Uh, Kansas City won the challenge, and then they got picked off and fucking. Yep. So, it, if anything, the football, the football gods are, are Grayson, Jake Allen, uh, and Josh Allen. <laughs> Honestly, if I'm him, I think that, I think Buffalo. You're looking at that Cincinnati team, and you're thinking we got we would have crushed the fuck out of them. Like, but. Without further ado, I think we would have a word from our sponsor on that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Three teams now remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only three teams left for you to bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Hopefully, you took the underdog. Fucking Joe Shiesty today. You probably want a shitload of money. But uh, if you're not a new customer, you can experience the conference championship with the same game parlays. Uh, you got one left that, fuck, I think it's starting right now. Uh, but you can combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 and free bets if your team wins. 
That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, a $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, yeah, so uh, I'd like, you know, I'd like to see uh, Stafford face off against uh, Joe Shiesty or that's who I would want because I would want one of them to win. And if it's Jimmy G, uh, I want the, I want the Bengals to fucking skull drag that pathetic fucking team and that third rate fucking quarterback. <laughs> wow. Really not a I, Jimmy G fan. I don't like, I don't like the fucking 49ers and it was my pleasure to watch my Ravens fucking beat them at the fucking Superdome in the, lights out game or whatever the fuck they're referring to it um we had to, we had to turn the lights off the, the ratings were bad uh we were the ravens were beating them too fucking hard so they had to turn the lights off and make everyone lose the momentum but uh okay why don't like why the the, i've never understood why the super bowl isn't played at a home like it, it just fucks me up that the super bowl isn't one of the teams it's like decided ahead of time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's actually decided years in advance. Like you can already probably look up the next two. Uh, but yeah, I th- it's just it's just a marketing thing, you know. It gives uh, it gives like a market more publicity. I guess you know, home field advantage isn't really a thing in football either, is it? Not o- only in only in the playoffs if you're like the team that gets it you know <laughs> yeah I, I guess yeah could you imagine if gary bettman said okay the stanley cup finals are going to be played in uh utah <laughs> <laughs> but like, i mean could, it's uh... this is what i like about it though so like we can laugh at it and shit but it's like it's a way for them and i mean the the nfl doesn't really need more it doesn't have to work hard to get fans. Right. Um, but it's a great way for like out of market people to, to have fun with it or like a shitty team, like Miami's Miami had the super bowl, I think last year, you know? So it's like their team wasn't fucking sniffing that shit at all, Hey, but at least hey, they had, Hey, hey. I, 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 I fucking work for the saints, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you know, I get it. Uh, <laughs> like, but you know, you still had something to look forward to. It was going to bring a big revenue to the to the to the city. It's people all over the world are going to watch it in Miami. People might be like, "Oh, I don't give a fuck about these two, but they're they're I don't know. Their fucking stadium looks nice. Maybe I'll vote. You know, maybe I'll support the fucking the Miami Dolphins. You, you don't know how I'm, I'm a Southerner. Actually, I do know how these people think. They're real fucking stupid. It's stupid shit like that 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 they think about. You know. Um, but it's a good way to like help markets. Like imagine if it, if we did it in the NHL and it's like, Oh my God, we're going to do it in Arizona so they can pay back their taxes and they can afford to, you know, to speed up rebuilding their fucking stadium or, or moving. Honestly, Corey, I'm convinced that you could have the Stanley cup final fucking Gretzky re reinvigorate Gretzky and Lemieux, put them on opposite ends of the ice. It's in Arizona, and there'd still be forty five hundred people in that fucking stadium. 
Well, I'm glad you said that because the next Super Bowl at February 12th, 2023 is at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I have been a known hater of the Arizona Coyotes for a long time now. And I've tried very hard these last few months. They say, don't throw, if you live in a glass house, don't throw stones. I'm going to throw a couple stones here. If Munch, if fucking Winnipeg proposed to Gary Batman that they move their NHL stadium to a, a place that could only hold a capacity of 4,500 people. And then they also failed to pay this and they violated draft and they fucking can't sell out a building and they had all this embarrassment that team would be shipped down south so quickly and i think it is an absolute frankly it's an absolute embarrassment that the arizona coyotes are an nhl organization because there are plenty of AHL, CHL, fuck, ECHL teams that are managed better than that. I don't, what do you even, I don't even want to call them an organization, that joke of a franchise. Like that proposal, and I say this on the behalf of every Canadian, but also people in Quebec City. Who have been fighting for a franchise for over 20 years. These are passionate fans. They funded a stadium that holds 18,000 people. It's a state-of-the-art facility, brand new. They've signed petitions. The government has been involved. And Gary Bettman still wants to keep his little sandbox experiment in the desert. I love that sandbox. Listen, I I, I love this. I love this podcast because we're so on the opposite sides of the Arizona debate. It's fucking amazing. Um, (laughs) Because I think it's I think it's fun, dude. It's like a little divorcee, you know, like it's a little kid that doesn't have the money to get it done. So, you know, the school pays for it to work and I'm cool with it. You know, I'm from the south. I've seen that happen. I've had that happen. I went through Katrina. I know know what it's like, you know, but uh, it, it, it is a little funky. But uh, before I finish that, right, so how I was telling you, they know, like, the Super Bowls for, like, the next five. So you got Arizona next year. You got Vegas in 2024. And then you get the Caesar Superdome where we'll lose the fucking power again because it's a shit complex uh, in 2025. But back to it. It might be a joke, you know, that it's a $5,000. It's a 5,000-seated audience. 4,500. 45. If they play there, I would get season fucking tickets because it's like going to a concert for your favorite artist. If it's still MGK for some reason, it's like seeing him at as big as he is now for you back when he played like, you know, a small venue. Like, that's amazing. Imagine going to see Ovi with only 4,000 other fucking people in a, in a 
state, you know, state of the art, but in in a more, it's, it's like watching it in your fucking living room at that point. You know, that's like, it just sounds amazing. I'd have to go to a game if they do. I think, I think the analogy that you've chosen would, you know, you say, if I went and saw MGK where he's chosen to go to a small venue, I think it's more like, you know, I could have seen Jaw Rule when he was selling out stadiums and shit, but you know, now no one cares who Jaw Rule is, and he can't really sell anything out other than a small little bar. So I went and saw Jaw Rule there. You don't remember Firefest? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like this is it, the Arizona Coyotes aren't. It's it, this is a choice. They're forced to do this, and I guess I'll propose this to you, Corey. If for anyone that is a big advocate for sports in the desert. Now we have Corey and Richie on THPN who are huge Arizona Coyotes fans. I got to get are them very on. passionate. Yes. We, we love them. They're great. They, Arizona has a lot of fans who are very passionate about the game. And I feel bad for them because those people deserve a team, but my beef is with the organization because okay. Corey, if you can tell me, if would you put a hundred bucks on the line and say that you're a hundred percent confident the Arizona Coyotes will sell out that stadium? I think it will be sold out. I don't know if it's going to be Arizona, would, Arizona would you, fans. Would you put a hundred dollars that a Nashville Predators, Arizona, or let's say Arizona versus Columbus? That, that that stadium is going to be sold out. You can't. <laughs> you I cannot think, say that. I think that ticket sales for that season are going to be fucking astronomical for the right games. <laughs> but that's my point. Montreal, maybe not this season, but seasons in the past where Montreal has not done well, it's a Columbus game. Those see, That's a sold-out arena. And I'm not saying Arizona has to be Montreal. The Sens, my, the Ottawa Senators, the city I live in, they have trouble selling tickets too. But they can sell tickets. They can sell 10,000 tickets. They can almost... If you, if you t- took the Ottawa Senators and put them in, an arena with 4,500 tickets, they'd sell out. Arizona is the only, I think they're honestly the only franchise that can't. And my whole issue is that like you've got fans in Houston who I think would do a better job. And I'll bring it up again. I know the NHL doesn't want another team in Canada, Quebec city. And I say this as a Habs fan, it would hurt us. Right. Like it would, it would, it would divide it again. Yeah. It would hurt the Habs. And I'm sure Jeff Molson probably doesn't want the Quebec Nordique to return, but those, they, those fans are so passionate. Mm -hmm. You still, I went to a Colorado avalanche game in Ottawa. Okay. This year I saw more Quebec Nordique shirts than I saw abs shirts. These fans drove from Quebec to go watch the Avs cheering for them like they're the Nordique. Like this, 
is a passionate fan base. And if I was them looking at Arizona right now, <laughs> I'd be in the dumps. <laughs> well, I mean, you remember like, fuck, three years ago, Carolina was like on the verge of moving too. And, you know, I know that Bettman didn't save them. I don't think he might've had a hand in it, but um, Arizona is definitely Bettman's baby, I think. And that's just because he made it happen. You know, he doesn't, while he's still here, he's not going to let what he was able to accomplish in his tenure as, you know, the fucking, the main man of the NHL, he's not going to let that baby die. You know, it's going to be after his time. That, that it, it you know, something has to happen. Um, not not my choice, you know. But I think the next president of the NHL would probably want to do something there. But not him. I, if He's the one who brought it there. And he's going to, obviously, we've seen he's going to be the person that's going to, you know, not sever the ties and that shit. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And sorry, I just paused because. No, you yeah. I'm reading, as we're speaking, Carrie Price is um, talking to the media. And when asked, um, Carrie Price, when asked if there's a chance he won't be able to ever play again, he said, you never know. There's always a possibility. There's a lot going on over the next couple of weeks that will determine the rest of my season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also spoken about checking into rehab, he said. It was very difficult. I was in a position where I definitely needed to reach out, and it was a trying time for sure. It was one that needed to be made, and ultimately it was successful. Very thankful I got the help. Um, I think let's let's move on back to the Habs here. I think this is um some big news. I think a lot of Habs fans I'm seeing tweets, guys are saying they don't think price is ever gonna return. Um Price saying that it's the same knee that was hit by Chris Carter or Chris Kreider. It's all, it's all come from that. Uh, not getting a lot of definitive answers here. Um, if this truly is the last, if we will find out in the next few weeks, what's going to happen with Carey Price, if this truly is goodbye. I think a lot of fans, you and I included, are going to have a very hard time with this. And if it truly is because of the Chris Kreider incident, we've talked about how that's one of the biggest what ifs of my entire life. Mm-hmm. I think that it makes it more, <laughs> you know, that only escalates um, that whole question. What if Carey Price's career wasn't affected by that, but right. some big news, some big words. Uh, I think you and I were more positive about this, so I'm a little shocked to hear what he's saying, but a world without Carey Price, we both predicted would be coming soon, and it looks like it could be sooner than I think either of us thought. So uh, what are your unfiltered initial thoughts on that? That's scary. Um, but I love that he's, he's never really afraid to speak what he feels like. He doesn't really bounce around the question. And, um, 
I'm going to take it with a grain of salt, you know, like Carey Price gave us his entire body, you know. Uh, he destroyed his fucking knee all for all to try to give the fans a winning season. And if this is the end of Carey Price, man, I'm going to be very upset, you know, but not because we got to pay all this money for him, you know, for a couple more years or whatever. It's it's that a man that fucking gave it all and, you know, de- health deteriorated to the point to where, you know, he needed to seek help and shit like that. Um, I just feel bad for him. You know, I just wanted more for, for him. And if this is goodbye to him, uh, it's tough. You know, I, I feel it's like Henrik Lundqvist, you know, wasn't able to seal the deal, but will be a beloved fan fan favorite for the rest of his life, you know, uh, definitely number will get retired. I think, but oh, no, I 30, think, I think it, hanging in the I back. think it's, I think it's truly done. I mean, Yahoo, I got a fucking, I got an update on Carrie price the other day and they're like, Carrie price is on the ice for 15 minutes. And I'm like, After okay, how many months? Okay. He, you guys also stated that he would be back within a month in the beginning of the season. You know, um, and I think that's a little unfair. Carey Price has really never had anything to say this entire year. And for him to make a press conference now, it's kind of fucking. You need to really pay attention to the words, you know, and, and, and the way his body language is. He's always been a real stoic type of guy. But this could be one of his last media appearances. And, and if it is, um, I think he's had a hell of a fucking career. He's taken this team way past their limits multiple times just for once he couldn't do it, you know, we fell apart. It just really shows how fucking amazing and and once-in-a-lifetime talent for goalie we had. Um, It'll be a sad day for Montreal and all of their fans, but I think it's got to be done. I really do. I I don't want to admit it to myself. But it's got it's got to be over. I really don't see him coming back. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like to have an entire year off of the game and and barely get your you know like yeah you're recovering. But like a month ago, it was we have to restart. That's not because he tweaks on. That's because something was failing again. You know, I I don't see that knee recovering. If he wants to walk with his kids and, and, and be in their lives without a cane and shit, he's probably going to have to call it, you know, and that's, that's unfortunate, but I have nothing but respect for whatever his decision is. I think it's going to be the right one, you know, and I think the right one is for him to, to walk away. Uh, don't, don't destroy your body. This you're not coming back for another back, you know, a chance to go back to the cup. You're coming back to, to fucking squeak a 500 season, you know, this is, you got to do what's right for you. And if I'm Carrie Price, I'm walking. Yeah, we'll have to, I guess we'll have to see in the coming weeks what happens. I don't think we have a definitive answer yet, but it'll be something we'll have to follow closely for you guys. And uh, I'm hoping this isn't the way Carrie Price ends, to be honest. I hope it's a little more ceremonious than this. Um. Without further ado, did you have anything else you wanted to add 
before we yeah just just a little bit real quick uh max domi's coming back to montreal this evening but it'll be uh sunday you know the, the day before for you guys but uh unfortunate I, it would have been amazing if he had fans around him i think there's a lot of people that really loved uh max domi he's another guy like a little more bit more than michael pazetta but uh, a guy that understood what it meant to wear the crest and would have been a big standing ovation for him absolutely um and then there is a chance to see brendan gallagher and paul byron uh in this game as 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 they make their returns um so a big game for everyone uh you know, hopefully it's something promising, but, um, you know, after some kind of tough talk, um, there's a bit of, there's a bit of light for tonight, you know, after, after Kerry Price's press conference, you got two beloved, beloved players coming back. And then, um, a guy who I honestly think should have never fucking left, but you know, the organization, they, they kind of did him dirty. He didn't work with the coach's style of play and, they just the things happen that happen. I'm um, not upset about Josh Anderson though, you know. So it's just a it's a business, unfortunately. But no, I think that's it, man. I, I don't have anything else. All oh, right. well, uh, Evander Kane is gonna eclipse his whatever 22, 28, whatever whatever his goal scored was last year. He's gonna eclipse that in the next fucking second half of the season. Mark listen, I don't even want to talk about fucking Evander. Mark my word. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I'm done. That's it. All right. Well, without further ado, thank you guys for stopping by listening to us. I apologize for any Russian you may have heard in the background. <laughs> you know, it is what it is, I guess. Thank you guys, and we'll see you next. We'll see you on Thursday. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.